Reduce. Reuse. Repost. What's up, humans? And welcome back to Reduce, Reuse, and Repost. <laughs> or as we like to call it for shorter, uh, R-cubed. I mean, yeah, I was trying to be funny with that, but... You get, it, you get it, you get it. Anyways, yeah, so welcome back to the podcast. Um... Thanks for joining us. It's episode three. Uh, if you stuck around for episode one or two, which were relatively painful and cringy because it was uh, our first time recording mm-hmm. podcasts, mm-hmm. Um, we're glad that you've stayed. We're actually going to be talking about some good shit. So, yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, being the in-between, which is, um, we'll kind of get into it, like what what we mean by the in-between. Yeah, I guess like our definition. Yeah, yeah. Or what we see as a definition or whatever. Yeah, but... Y'all hear that? It's a car alarm. The window is open and it's 30 degrees right now. We turned the fan off for this podcast. I'm sweating and I can't stop laughing. (laughs) Anyways, continue. Sorry. farting. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, dude, literally like two seconds before she started recording this, she was like... (laughs) It's <laughs> it's the mashed potatoes and like the spinach and the steak, you know. Yeah, we had a good steak dinner. Anyways, uh, back to our topic. So the in between. Do you want to tell them what it's about, or do you want me to do that? Um. Yeah. I guess. Go ahead. So the in between is actually something we learned from the Wang Fu skit. I think it was made like a couple years ago, but essentially that skit was very relatable to me, Nat, and a lot of our other Asian friends. Essentially, the quote in between is about, um, uh, in their terms, American-born Asians, Mm -hmm. or for us, it's Canadian-born Asians. Or Asian born Canadian, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, but essentially, uh, when you grow up in North America, you know, you become exposed to being uh, westernized, but you know, we are culturally Asian. And being the in between is when you struggle with being in both identities and you're not really sure which side you fit in. So if you guys get a chance to watch the skit from Wong Fu, um, it's a great skit, and it's definitely really relatable, like I said, to people who are um, Asian. So, um, yeah, that's essentially what we'll be talking about today, our experiences and um, how we see being the in-between us, how we've uh, grown up differently because of it, um, and pretty much how has it affected us through all these years, especially with social media nowadays, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, that's essentially... What it kind of is, and it's not to say that, you know, it only relates to Asians. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, any minority or just people in general who grew up in a different country that's not your ethnicity mm-hmm. can relate to uh, being a part of two different cultures, mm-hmm. right, and, and growing up in two cultures. But um, I guess I can just start it off and kind of share my experience with being the in-between. Um, in previous podcasts, you know that Janice and I have talked about um, how our upbringing is quite similar, yet our experiences and our perspectives and views on what we go through is quite different. So I actually haven't read anything or heard of anything in terms of this topic with Janice. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this is non-scripted. We've actually just kind of written our own... or Yeah, I guess notes and just kind of like... um, What is the word? Like kind of reminisced our own like experiences. Yeah, just like the the big pillar points. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so like I guess like one of the, the first questions I would... Like I would think of would be just like when I realized I was 
you know, not the majority, like mm-hmm. when I was Asian. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as with my experience, I went to a literally predominantly Chinese specific elementary school. Oh. I mean, like the first two years of my schooling were like public school, um, but I don't remember too much of it. When I was in grade three, I moved to a, um, a private school mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I want to say maybe like 95% of us, or maybe like closer to 98, were mm-hmm. Asian, mm-hmm. 95 being mainly Chinese like Cantonese or Mandarin speakers, whether whatever it be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other, like, 3% were Filipino, and then, like, maybe 2% were, were white. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, it. Like, there was literally... I don't remember having one white friend in elementary school. Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, besides the first two years of um, public school. Yeah. But, like, that's it. Um, but, yeah, like, my, my school was so Chinese that we literally had Chinese school after English school. <laughs> it was like 30 like, in the same school no, dead ass <laughs> dead ass it was like like 245 and like we had this like whack ass like school like what is it schedule mm-hmm. whereas like you start school at fucking 845 like mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. and then you end school at like 215 yeah. something like that and then like or like 230 or some shit like that then we would have a 30 minute break so from 230 to 3 um you know all the kids who obviously did not attend uh chinese school so like you know, everyone talks about the 1%, the 5% that didn't go to Chinese school. Like yeah. the other 95% of us like literally like had like a, I guess like a third recess of the, of the day for half an hour. And then, yeah. And then we had Chinese school right after and it, that was for like a solid hour and it was every day, five days a week. Yeah. And like, that's how Chinese my school was. That's like literally in elementary school. I, I knew I was Chinese, but I didn't know like that there was anything, I guess like the stereotypes or anything bad being... It, I was, like, in a bubble. I was in a Chinese bubble. Yeah, like, you just didn't, like, see yourself as, like, different, like, in both yeah. good or bad ways. Yeah, so, like, I was, like, a white person, yeah. but, like, Chinese. And, yeah. like, I was almost, like, yeah, in, yeah, in, in, yeah. A, in a tiny China. Yeah. Like, that was me. Like, I was in a tiny <laughs> Hong Kong. No, dead yeah. ass. I was. Because, like, I grew, up in, I grew up in Richmond, first of all. Yeah. So that's, like, dead, like, China world. I don't know what it's called. Like, it was just, there was a lot of Chinese people yeah. back then, right? All the immigrants. Now too. Um, yeah, like, obviously, everyone who immigrated in our in our parents' generation moved to Richmond, mm-hmm. right? And it's, like, I guess it's a bit different because I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. But then again, I still didn't feel like I was any different than anyone else. Mm-hmm. I was, like, everyone treated me, like, normally. No one was just, like, oh, my God, like, the Chinese family. It was just, mm-hmm. like, that family over there. Yeah. It's the same as every other family. But yeah. I think I've I became, I guess more comfortable or I didn't see a change in elementary school and then I realized that I was I guess Chinese and I was like categorized as Asian like in high school Mm -hmm. because like obviously I I didn't go to a 95% predominantly Chinese um, school Um, when I went to high school I had I want to say like two major phases I was very very much in the in-between like the in-between in my own head Mm -hmm. and it was just just me I had like my group of like um, I guess westernized friends mm-hmm. that were still predominantly Asian, but mm-hmm. they were like mixed race or like, you know, Filipino or like other other Asian races that were not um, Chinese. Mm-hmm. Then I had like my super Chinese friends. Yeah, like we would do like like everything that like you know like I guess Asian girls did like our age growing up like taking sticky pictures, going to get bubble tea, like all of that stuff that you would you would do mm-hmm. in like early high school. That was me, and like I think part of me. Like, I, I really separated both parts in high school. I was only, like, my Asian self with my Asian friends, and I was very westernized, and I didn't want to come off as, like, a honger or too Asian or mm-hmm. whatever, like, with my, with my westernized friends. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that's when I really realized that when I was at home, I could, like, enjoy both things. Mm-hmm. I could, like, go on Tumblr and be a hipster <laughs> and at the same time, like, watch a K-drama. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I literally, I watched Boys Over Flowers, Boys Over Flowers, a Korean version, Hanayori Dango, the Japanese version of Boys Over Flowers, and Meteor Garden. Ugh, I never got all in high into school. that. Girl, I watched all three. If there was an English one coming out, I probably would watch that, too. I... Netflix original. You heard it from me first. Yeah. Boys Over Flowers, English edition. It maybe exists. Maybe it's The Bachelor. Who knows? Yeah. I never got into that. None of my friends watched it. I was, like, the only TV junkie in my group. Yo, I loved that shit. Yeah. I I got into K-dramas and, like, Taiwanese dramas and Hong Kong dramas a lot. But, like, none of them really, like, we didn't really care that much. Like, if anything, like, a lot of them would watch HK-dramas, like, Hong Kong dramas. But other than that, like... Yeah, I never got over the, or no, I never got on the boys over flowers boat. Yeah, man. I remember going on a trip to Asia. Like, I want to say maybe it was grade everywhere. 10. I went to, guys, I went to Macau and like, that's where my family's from. And I went, I don't like to eat, um, what's, what's, uh, what are butter tarts? Portuguese, Portuguese, Portuguese tarts. tarts. I don't like to eat Portuguese tarts because that shit's heavy. Like, You're it's creamy. Freak. I love, I love egg tarts, but I went there because of those who have watched Boys Over Flower, you know, that infamous scene where they went mm. to the, the Portuguese the Portuguese egg tart place and they also went to the Venetian and they filmed oh. that scene, you know, where I'm not gonna spoil it, but where some shit went down. <laughs> Man. If you guys haven't watched that shit in a while, it's on Netflix right now. Shit's great. Rewatch it. But yeah, like that was my high school experience. And obviously in uni and work now, it's like you're so much like we, we took communications. Mm-hmm. We became so much more aware. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like I, that's that's kind of like where I come from in terms of my journey with being in the in-between. I was very much so in my own in-between world in high school. And I didn't realize that until actually I thought about it again for this podcast. Yeah. For me, it was more so like in grade six or seven. It was like the small things that I noticed where um, I would always go to my friend's house. Like we'd ride our bikes or scooters and then we usually like have dinner there. Like I'll call my mom and be like, can I have dinner? Blah, blah, blah. And then when I stay for dinner, like... I noticed that, like, the food was different, but it wasn't, like, super off, but just, like, like, different in a sense where it's not, like, a typical Asian dinner, but it's, like, normal westernized stuff you can get, like, um, in the mall or, like, in other restaurants. But, um, yeah, like, I, uh, one, one really big thing was that they didn't eat at the table together. Like, yeah, like, they would all just eat themselves Mm -hmm. or, like... They'd leave food in the fridge or the table and be like, oh, so-and-so, like, you can heat it up for Janice and, like, we'll eat. Um, and then, like, I remember... Y'all ate leftovers? You no, were provided no. a fresh meal. I'm kidding. It wasn't even... <laughs> okay, but it wasn't leftovers. It was just, like, um, food that they made, like, pasta, lasagna, mm. stuff like that. Like, chicken fingers in the fridge. And, like, oh, as a kid, fingers. you love that stuff. So then we would just, like, eat that. And then the coolest... I remember the coolest thing ever was my friend... <laughs> Went to the freezer and whipped out those Minute Maid canned, like, juice, oh, like, the frozen my ones. God. And I was like, what the heck is that? And she's like, oh, it's, like, fruit punch. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean God. that's fruit punch? Like, the fruit punch I see are the, you know, Five Alive Minute Maid juice boxes. Dude, Five Alive Costco, you would get that citrus flavor. Or the, yeah. What's the purple flavor? I loved I the purple remember. flavor. You know why? Because it was ten times sweeter than the orange flavor. Yeah, probably a like grape. No, it wasn't. It was still, like, like 
oranges, but whatever. Anyways, continue. But yeah, like, I remember she whipped that out. I'm like, what the heck Holy is that? Holy shit, and that then, brings back so many memories. And like, she showed me how to, like, open it, and like, she peeled back, like, the cardboard casing. She, like, poured in this huge pitcher, and she just, like, adds water and puts some ice, and she's I'm like, shook fruit right punch. Now, y'all. Yeah, that was honestly such an eye opener for me. And I remember I was like, oh my God, I love fruit punch, and I never knew you could get it like this. So the next time I went to the supermarket, like, I begged my mom to get it, but she, she was like, no, like, this is stupid like just buy the juice boxes or whatever and she she didn't know what it was either but it was like small things like that you know the food um like mannerism in terms of like um, eating together um always having to wait at the table for everybody to sit down before you start eating Mm -hmm. like they didn't really have those traditions yeah and there wasn't anything wrong with it I mean for me like I kind of went there taking a break you know you get to be free and like not have to like sit there waiting for dinner and, like, um, wait for everyone to come. Yeah. Like, you just eat whenever you want, and then after we could go play. That was a big one, like, waiting for someone to eat, like, waiting for everyone to come yeah. eat. Like, I remember when I used to eat with my grandma. Like, yeah. you would have to literally wait till she sat down and she ate first. Yeah, and you'd get yelled at if you, like, pick food exactly. off the table to eat, and you're, like, starving because you came from tutor. Yeah. Or, like, Chinese class, school. Chinese school. Okay. Exactly, so. I'm learning this to talk to you, grandma. Yeah, and, like. Just kidding. Love that me, was grandma. literally when. Um, I guess I had my first, like, glimpse of, like, oh, like, it's so different, like, at my friend's house compared to mine. And then, um, you know, just in general, like, their parents were a lot cooler and, like, more flexible. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, like, with our parents, it's um, always, like, making sure, like, you're you're doing your homework or, like, um, you went to dance class, you, you know, finished uh, tutor homework or, like, um, yeah, just, like, Typical stuff that, like, I guess a quote Asian parent would want you to do. I feel like my parents were quite relaxed. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't very strict, but they still had a lot of expectations. And um, one of the things was definitely just the flexibility of, like, how my non Asian friends, like, could go out and play right after dinner, whereas, like, we'd have to stay, like, clean, clean the dishes, mm-hmm. clean, clean up the table, and stuff like that, and, mm-hmm. like, not judging, not saying that, like, it's a bad thing that you don't do that, but we were just raised like that, um, and, yeah, like, I felt like that was, that was really different, and even when I went into each of my friends' house, like, I had that intention of making my parents proud. Yeah. Like, I got a, I Safe got a, face. Yeah, like, and it was weird, the whole, like, calling them, um, like, by their first names. I, I couldn't do that. I know. Oh, and like I still call them auntie and they were confused yeah me too and like I would ask like oh like like um can I like do I call call him or her like auntie uncle whatever or like or Mrs. Like, blank yeah, Mr. Blank. And, yeah and they would always just be like no it's fine like just call me whatever just call like, me Susan call me Joyce yeah don't worry about it yeah like, and I'm just like okay but like we're not friends yeah and like was, like if you want to be my friend that's great Sorry. Oh, she just kicked the table. Guys, I'm having like prickly feet, you know? Like it's <laughs> prickly feet. Okay, it's like, oh, wait. it's like, what are those called? Like ants? Ants in your. No, it's, it's I think it's just like, like, no. When you're, oh no, when your leg, when your leg falls asleep. Exactly, I'm sorry. Wow, guys. I literally called it ants. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's Can y'all relate? It feels like ants like crawling on you. It was Maybe I've just had like a traumatic experience with ants crawling on me, but. Ew, don't yeah, no, that. dude, when you literally, I'm shook. When you, when you said the Minute Maid thing, yeah. I remember that shit. Like, peeling, dude, peeling off the top metal part, me, I'm a, I'm a sugar addict, y'all. Yeah. Like, I would lick it because it was, like, so concentrated. I was like, oh, my oh God. so good. I had to wait, like, another <laughs> couple of weeks before I get to buy that because I would, like, go with my aunt and I'd tell her, like, oh, mom said I could buy it. Yo, man. Because, like, 
Because, like, my mom's, like, absolutely not. She's, like, just get the normal stuff. Yeah, and, like... Get the normal stuff. Yeah. That that stuff stuff. was good. Like, you just grab it out of the fridge, and I loved it. Um, But that changed my life. That... Yep. Something I never had. I'm actually shook. I completely forgot those existed. I love those. They still have it. Let's try it. Let's get it next week. Okay, next week's podcast, we're going to do a... (laughs) Just kidding. We're going to do a review of all the greatest Minute Maid drinks. Just kidding. I would love that. But yeah, like, that's actually crazy, because, like, I think, like, people listening to us can actually hear the the difference in our experience. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what it was with my parents, but I guess they just really wanted me to learn how to speak Chinese or Mm -hmm. whatever, but, like... I, I literally was in a Chinese... I'm like, again, shook. Yeah. I was in a Chinese bubble, dead yeah. ass. Like for, I don't know, what, grade three to seven? Yeah. It was like four years of like constant Chinese. Even the neighboring schools. Mm-hmm. Like when we had like sports days or whatever. Or like mm-hmm. I played badminton in elementary school. So like all the people that came over were like predominantly Asian. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if it was just because of the time and our parent generation was just starting to have kids or whatever. And we just so happened to all go to private schools. But, like, damn. I feel like it was just the area. Probably. And, like, our, I feel like our parents would pick areas that were relatively filled with Asians because they, they, they wanted they us to fit in, stuff facts. like that. Did they, though? Just kidding. I, mean, I don't know, but... <laughs> she sent me to an ultra school. I'm just kidding. It's no. one of those things we'll definitely talk about where, um, you know, what, like... You you naturally I don't know what happened there. You naturally are drawn towards your own culture, people who look alike, uh, who look like you, who who have the same values, who have the same, um, um, I guess like preference and things mm-hmm. or just anything similar. You you're could drawn, just like relate. Yeah, you're drawn to those yeah. people and like honestly, like you do it unconsciously. Yeah. So you know, I I think I noticed that when in high school, uh, most of all my friends were like Asian, honestly. Like they're all Chinese. Like mm-hmm. I think maybe a couple were um, a different type of Asian or Caucasian. Um, but other than that, like I don't think I actually realized until university. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where, like you said, you didn't really understand until you got out of that bubble. And um, what I was saying with that is that eventually we'll talk about how these things just naturally happen and sometimes it does come off as like being selective, you know, uh, cliquing ourselves with people um, of the same ethnicity. And like culture. Culture. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll get into that in another episode. But yeah, like I don't think I really noticed until actually I worked my first job when I was 16. Um, I worked in retail and it was... It was really scary. It was my first job. Um, and she's introverted, remember, y'all. I know. And that, she went into customer service sales but as a 16-year-old. But that's when I broke out of my bubble because my manager would force me to be outside greeting people until I got comfortable. But, um, yeah, like, all my coworkers were Caucasian uh, or, um, I would say, another type of Asian. I think um, to, one, of, one of them was Indian. I don't remember the other. But... Um, Oh, she was Sri Lankan. And then we had a couple of um, Caucasian coworkers, and a lot of them kind of grew up in a more Western family. Mm-hmm. I, I would say some of them not um, very traditional. But um, that was when I kind of noticed, especially with my assistant manager, um, she would always ask me things about my culture. 
And, like, in a nice way. She did (laughs) ask in a nice way. And, like, I understand that people are just genuinely, like, Mm -hmm. genuinely curious. Yeah. And that's fine. But, you know, when I was 16, like, you don't know anything. And it's weird when someone comes up to you and be like, so, like, are your parents, like, this? You know, Mm -hmm. they'd be like, are they the... Is your mom really like a tiger mom? Like mm. you know, they say stuff like that, Ooh, or like yeah, like, or like I know I guess it's the context. Like what was it's, that like? Yeah, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, but like still, I was like, oof. It's it's dragon very, lady and tiger mom. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very. Uh, it, it's very, um, like there's no ill intent. Uh, yeah, but you it's know, curiosity. You you kind of um, you kind of look at yourself and you're like taken aback and you're like wait what mm-hmm. and then obviously you'd answer and whatever like you don't you don't you don't really know to educate when you're 16 so then um yeah she would ask me stuff like that and also um if I spoke a different language does mm. my do my parents speak English or um you know like just the typical stereotype questions that they had asked because where are curious. you really from yeah that <laughs> was honestly literally the definition of every job I've had same right and yeah. it's and it's it's it gets annoying when when you grow up and you realize it but mm-hmm. you know when you're just younger you're just like oh I'm this like you don't really think much of it so yeah like I think that's when I noticed very 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 obviously that I wasn't um, I was different and um, I started to realize that, like, oh, people see me this way. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't. Like, even though I had, like, most of my friends were Asian. Mm-hmm. I didn't treat people who weren't Asian the same, like, or, or sorry, any different. So, I mean, I, I just started to realize that people had different, um, a different outlook and a different, I guess, way they just, of seeing me. Yeah, they just brought different things to the yeah, table. Yeah, and, like, right? you don't, yeah. and, and. In the beginning, you don't really know to take offense or be, you know. Yeah, you're just confused because you're like, can I take offenses? Should I? Because like like, you're stuck in that. You're stuck there where you're like, okay, yeah, well, like, why are you offended? Like, you you were born here. Yeah. Like, like you you question yourself. Like, do I really relate to this? Do am I really offended? Mm -hmm. You know, like can even like can you be really offended? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like if somebody asks me that and it's like. Or like you speak really good English, blah blah blah. It's like that's annoying, a hundred percent. Like yeah, no freaking shit I speak good English like I was born and raised here like get out of here yeah right but like I don't know like I I I can definitely like is it empathize empathize with Mm -hmm, how you're feeling mm -hmm, because like same you know mm -hmm. same yeah yeah. (laughs) it's it and like seriously I didn't feel like in those moments you would feel so othered and so like confused confused at the same time like especially when you're really young and I think that's why we we um we're starting to have these conversations now is because you do want to tell your kids younger that you know it's okay to be different like not just as typical like it's okay to be different but also you know people ask you these kind of questions like what you can do to address it you know it's not for you to take offense by it because Um, I definitely know she had no ill intent. She just was curious and it's okay to be curious, but there is a better way of going about it. And I think these conversations are definitely like something I want to have with my kids when, Mm -hmm. when they're younger, because Mm -hmm. that can help them, you know, not feel so othered like I did. Or just like weird. Yeah. Weirded out about it. Yeah. So I guess that like kind of leads into... The pros and cons of being in between, mm-hmm. right? Or like being in the in between. Like it's it's kind of interesting that you um, 
you bring up being othered because I guess in a sense we're also othering ourselves by putting us in our own category of being in between two things but I think what's important to focus on is that this is a genuine like I guess place that people get stuck in Mm -hmm. it's actually like it's genuinely something where it's like oh like you go back to your your homeland or your mainland or whatever you want to call it like where you're ethnically from Mm -hmm. you know where your parents may come from or like where your family's from and you are seen as a foreigner yeah you're you're picked out as someone who did not grow up here and it's because of what you said before like mannerisms you know the way you dress the way you look what you eat da 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 like how well you can speak the language all these things right Mm -hmm. and then like you come to america and you're not seen or canada and you're not seen just as a canadian we're seen as Asian Canadians or Asian Americans. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to put that together because you have your race, which you should be proud of. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But you also have to stick it to your nationality. Yep. Right? And it's like, in that sense, do then people also take it as you're not Canadian, but you're Asian Canadian? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where people are still just like, yeah, I'm I'm Canadian. My nationality is Canadian. Yeah, but you're also Asian. Do you know what I mean? I've definitely struggled with that when people say, like, like when they say Asian Canadian, but it's like, oh, but I just... I just see myself as Canadian. Yeah, like, I'm Asian, know? but I don't know why that has to be stuck to my nationality. Yeah, and I think that's... Two separate things. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's one of the things that I feel like um, I started to also question about mm-hmm, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. I got older, when people would label that, and you kind of think, oh, like, is that is that what it is now? Like, not even in an offensive way, it's just like, oh, like, why can't I be Canadian, you know? And now, obviously, like, there isn't anything wrong with being Asian-Canadian. Like, it is something I'm proud of, but definitely in those moments when people would say Asian-Canadian, oh, you're, um, uh, a, was it an A, B, ABC? ABC? Yeah, ABC. Yeah, ABC. American-born no, no. Chinese. We're CBC. CBC. Yeah. yeah. So when they say that, it's like, it's it's a negative connotation. It puts you in a box. Yeah. Like, and you need to live up to ABC to EFG that yeah. falls underneath yeah. what is categorized yeah. as a Canadian-born Chinese. Yeah, and it's... Yeah. It's honestly, it's not, like, to be in a rude way. Like, it's not meant to be rude. Sorry, I don't, I'm having issues talking today. It's 11.30, y'all. I know. It's 11.30 p.m. (laughs) It was a work day. We're tired. It was was recording day. I'm sorry, guys. Um, But, yeah, like, I know there wasn't any ill intent. Like, again, I keep saying. But, um, you know, that term just sometimes didn't sit well with me. Mm -hmm. Because I just don't understand it. Yeah. And, like I said, now... I understand um, why it's being used, and I shouldn't take it that way. But um, definitely made me question how come my other friends can go by Canadians, but I have to be an Asian. Yeah, it's not like you're like German Canadian. Yeah, or like the first thing they ask you know. is like, "Are you born here?" Is that a thing, German Canadian? Anyways, I don't know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, are you are you born here? Like, I don't know how many times I've gotten that in customer service. Like, and this is when we were like. What, what, how, uh, how old how was that like 2013 mm-hmm. not even like 2014 and up is when we first started like I guess I first started working mm-hmm. for you you were 16 I was 18 when I first started working yeah what was that 17 17 18 something no, like that probably 18 because you're older yeah true um but yeah like I yeah like I I remember like people just asking me asking me questions like Asian specific questions like, oh, like, oh, 
clothes like these will only fit little tiny Asian girls. Oh like you. my god! I don't know how many times. I don't know All how many times I've heard that. Time. Like, oh my god, an extra small, double extra small. Who the hell fits that? Oh, only tiny Asian girls like you. I'm like, listen, I know I am small. Is that my fault? No. And why do you have to add the tiny little Asian part? Just say like, like oh, am, you're you have a small figure. Am I a little doll? Yeah. yeah am I a little China doll? Like, oh my god, I've gone that so I don't know how many times. Many times. You, you're so cute. You're like a little China doll. Oh you're my so god. Delicate, like porcelain. I'm just like. You make me uncomfortable. It's very like, that uncomfortable. Is the complete opposite of my like personality. Yeah, like, I'm not like a fragile little like ooh little doll that yeah. you can just like you know play around with and like be pretty and yeah. sit there. And in those times, we didn't know how to call them out. No, because I was just like, ha ha, customer's always right. Ha 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 ha. ha. I've, I've gone that little small like Asian mm-hmm. figure of yours, like so. Or like all many the Chinese times. are buying. Okay, this is turning into a rant, but like low key, <sighs> when people always told me like, oh, all the Chinese people are buying everything. Oh my god. I just I I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. I don't relate. That's just why I mean my in between. Yeah. I don't relate to yes, those really yes. rich Asian people because that's not me. Yeah. You know, and like to have that placed on me, but for me to know that I am an Asian Canadian, yeah. I guess is the best way to put yeah. it. It's it's difficult because yeah. you're like because we're raised very differently. And it's not to say one is better than the other. Yeah, no, it's, it's never just, the case. That's it, never the case. Yeah, yeah, it's just we it's just we identify with both because well, I mean, not identify, but fi- we are like both. physically, yeah, yeah. physically yeah, we look both. like we look like we look Chinese, yeah. right? But realistically that's that's my dog panting guys toby's panting it's really hot in this room yeah Sorry, but he's baby. okay we're good there's yeah. circulation the windows are open <laughs> i was about to be like how are you panting with your mouth closed that is that is your dog his name's yeah. toby he's great he's our podcast mascot uh stay tuned on our instagram for photos of toby and he's, more breathing noises and more breathing noises. all the breathing noises if um, you if you hear breathing it's not your genus it's definitely toby yeah he pants a lot yeah. um but sorry um yeah like we we yeah, like i said we we physically look chinese but our nationality is canadian mm-hmm. but like nat said out like right right off the bat we're labeled as that and we get identified as that and it's not a bad thing but it to just but to not even give us an opportunity to say who we are or talk at all, they already label us as that. And, and it's only negative things. Yeah. It's always put like, it's never like, oh, wow, like you're doing something. It's like, I can't believe you're doing this. Yeah. It's like, it's it's never taken in a good way because it's always used as an insult. Yeah. Or like maybe not a direct insult where like you're attacking the person, mm-hmm. but you're like indirectly just sweeping things under the rug and being like, you're one of those. Yeah. You know? And it's like, don't hate people for being one of those okay like the fact that you already label them negatively like you said yeah it makes people who don't fall under that uncomfortable and i'm sure it makes those people uncomfortable as well yeah don't you feel uncomfortable saying those types of things i'm just confused like if i were to say something offensive to someone i would be worried of the consequence Mm -hmm. like if i meant it i didn't know you and i was like okay i'm gonna get some backlash for this like i would just be like oh shit like you gonna you're gonna punch me? Like what are you gonna do? Like call me names? I don't know. Yeah. Just like I would I would be worried about the consequences that are coming. Yeah, and I think that itself has stimulated so much tension between other people who are Chinese yeah. be- with us because we start to have this like hate and like dislikeness that, you know, ugh, like we're being associated with you guys because of ABC, but I'm none of those and now people don't see me for who I am and you know, and it's it's your just, lack of individualism. Yeah, and that's yeah. the in between that 
I would say is the biggest con is that you build so much internal aggression and hate towards um, other Asians, other people who are Chinese like yourself. Because, yeah, because you right, you get put in that bubble, like you said, before you even get to speak, before you get to say anything, and right away we're put as that, and then we hate the the, the people who are that because. We don't get to express the other side. Exactly. We're just we're just lumped in with one side that we obviously love exactly. and are proud of. But exactly. it's like, hey, there's more to me. Yes. I'm not saying there's not more to those people, but the fact that you're suppressing who I am yeah. or because you're placing that on me, it, it it's a, it's annoying. Yeah. It's like, hey, like if you were to tell me you're Canadian, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna I don't know like, and if you were German, I don't I don't know why I keep saying like German, but like <laughs> it's just it's the first thing that's coming into my brain. It's like I'm not gonna go like oh, wow, you're like all those other Canadians without letting you explain that, you know, yeah. you also identify with another, or like, mm-hmm. there's this another part that, another part of you. Yeah. Like, there's more than meets the eye, y'all. Yeah. And no there's matter... There's more to meet that, wow, there's more... <laughs> wow, I forgot the quote. There's more than meets the eye. Is that right? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> there's more to people than what you just yes, see, is yes, essentially yes. what I'm trying to say. Wow, that literally... Uh, wow. Slate, slate, like, guys. Forgive us. <laughs> but, wow. you know, like... Being in this in-between is something I personally feel we'll never get out of because, A, we'll never do enough who we are. to be Western enough. That's who we are. We'll never do enough to be, like, Asian enough mm-hmm. because, let me tell you, whenever we go back to, like, Hong Kong or when Nat goes to, like, Macau, um, peop- the natives there, especially, like, my cousins, would always make fun <laughs> oh, of me God, for yeah. not speaking, like, fluent Cantonese mm-hmm. or, like... My tones are off. Yeah, or, like, oh, you've you've lived a good life in Canada, so oh you God, don't yeah. know the struggle oh here. And it's, like, yeah. I don't mean to step on your toes, and I'm not saying my life is better or worse than yours, but, you know, they get defensive and they take it personally. And, like, you know, they also see us that as um, westernized Asians. Like, you're not, you're not really Asian. You don't know anything. Yeah, and yeah. it's, like, see, we... That's, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Being in between. You don't fit in on either sides. And, you know, the only... Pe- we make our own. Yeah. We make our own. We literally do. And honestly, a lot of our friends are the in-between. We have a group because, of in-between friends. Because that's <laughs> how we fit in. Yeah. That's a- how we Asian fit Americans. In. Like, you know how people always say, like, like literally what you're talking about, like, referring to earlier, like, I guess, like, a sense of tribalism. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, you relate to an ethnic group. Yes. That, or a cultural group that you're, like, obviously either look like or mm-hmm. are a part of or mm-hmm. whatever. Um... It boils back down to that. Yeah. Like, whatever we relate to is is what you're going to feel most comfortable with. Yeah. Right? And like you said, it's not just us, like, like uh, people who are Chinese that experience this. Mm-hmm. It's other Asians. It's just because we're Chinese. Yes. yes so we're, yes. That's, we're We talk about that a lot. Our experience. We are Chinese yeah. people. But we, like, definitely have other friends who have felt the same. Yeah. You know, being stuck and not knowing which side to identify with. And um, I think now... Um, I've started to appreciate um, my heritage and my culture a lot more. Um, I remember when my mom would always um, talk about, like, oh, you should be proud of being Chinese. Like, did you know, like, back in the day, blah, 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 Chinese history, blah, blah, blah. And those stories were really interesting. But in the moment when I was, like, 18, 16, I was kind of just like, yeah, mom, whatever. It's not cool because that's not what we're taught. And then now, like, I always ask her to tell me these cool traditions and these cool stories. And then um, I was, uh, sorry, guys, I'm really struggling here. Um, What I'm trying to say is I've also learned to appreciate being Chinese a lot more 
um, because I use uh, Instagram quite a bit. And, you know, I think going through Instagram, like in your explore page, like I've seen a lot of girls who are so proud of being Asian, mm-hmm. um, Asian American, yeah. Asian Canadian, or just being Asian. And yeah. that made me feel more comfortable. Yeah, 100%. Being Asian. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, well, she's so comfortable. Like, why should I be so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I think that helped me accept myself a lot more Mm -hmm. so you know obviously too much social media is not great yeah but um to that extent it's helped me but yeah I don't know if that's something no say that's like exactly what I put in I was like social media I mean it's pretty obvious right like growing up with anything that had that had Asians in it I obviously stood by I was Mm -hmm. like hell yeah Mulan love that like I don't know, crazy rich Asians. Although Mulan love was problematic that. in the I beginning. Mean, yes, it was problematic. Oof. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I, there was nothing else to look look mm-hmm. up to or like identify with, right? So like, social media definitely pulled me into a world of like understanding mm-hmm. and like almost just appreciating the fact that I'm in the in between because like, um, you get to you get to understand two perspectives. Yeah. Right. Like when we're talking about going back to um, Hong Kong or Macau and sharing with our cousins or family a, a different perspective, you know, like mm-hmm. a fresh, a f- like fresh ideas. Yeah. Just like hey, like you can share with me your traditional ideas. Like I actually didn't know of a lot of Chinese traditions um, until I met Janice. Oh my god. And I yeah. met her family. Like yeah. literally, it was always like, oh nah, it's like winter solstice come over and eat dinner i'm like what's that and there's like, like eight dishes yeah there's eight dishes and there's like 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 a dong tong which yeah. is essentially like a winter melon soup and yeah. you, you gotta drink it or else like your winter will be bad or something like that and like i actually came to appreciate why yeah, guys this this she my mom never said this shit but nat's just pulling shit out of her ass because yeah she yeah doesn't know but i learned it i learned it all from her I learned it all from her. But, I mean, she has. She always tells me to come over for dinner yeah. for, like, like Chinese certain celebrations. Yeah, 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 like, certain, certain traditions. Days. And, like, I've learned so much. Like, I didn't know you eat... I, I knew you eat certain dishes, but I didn't know it was, like, oh, you, like, the number eight, you must have eight courses for this day for, like, this and that. Like, there's so many mm-hmm. intricacies that you can learn. And, yeah. like, actually, it's so interesting when you come to accept, like, the yeah. more you grow up. Or even if you're, like, young and you accept who you are, like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, be the people we could never be. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, social media just brought it brought it all together. Mm-hmm. Like, it made us realize that there's Asians in the UK. There's Asians in Australia. There's mm-hmm. Asians everywhere who are living in the in-between and kind of create their own world. Yeah. And their own voice. Yeah. And, like... And you're like, oh, I'm like that, too. Yeah, and like, I can do I it. I can relate. And, like, that, yeah. in another sense, it's like you can relate to something else. Yeah, right? YouTubers, too. There you go. Yeah, Bob's YouTubers. Beauty, Michelle Fon, Whaley, if you're listening, <laughs> please. I want to meet Michi. I I love you. I just, we just want to meet you. We, yeah, we, we dead ass looked for you in San Francisco. Yeah, we went to San Francisco. We went to the Bay. Sorry, we went to every Target. <laughs> or I was like, we went to every Target yeah. to try to find you, Whaley. So, I mean, we're a little bit creepy, but that was like, you know, what, four, three, four years ago, yeah. we went to San Francisco. It was but our goal. It was our goal. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, I, I honestly think more pros came out of it as we got older mm-hmm. because we come to appreciate and obviously see a lot more things and we we care less yeah. about a lot of things yeah. so definitely i think like about i mean like we care less about what other people think yes. is what i'm trying to say yeah i mean when i started using instagram i was definitely like obsessed in a way where it's like oh my gosh got to look good got to make myself look not certain angle you know and now it's kind of just like no i'm going to post whatever i want 
Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, uh, Instagram and YouTube definitely shaped the way I saw myself being a Canadian-born Asian. Yeah, and shout out to Wang Fu again. Been watching you since, yeah. like, since you guys were a trio. Yeah. I mean, like, not saying you guys aren't anymore, but, you know. Yeah. We know you're still out there, Ted. Yeah, we are. We know you're still behind the scenes and working on that yeah. crap. And, um, but, yeah, definitely that skit was what pushed us, and we hope you guys have a chance to check it out. But, um... I think that wraps it up for yeah. this episode yeah. in the in-between. Um, so if you guys haven't heard yet, we just got released on Apple Music. Woo! Please leave a rating, a review, subscribe. Um, that'll really help us out. We're also on Spotify. Um, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Reduce, Reuse, Repost Podcast. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, Again, this is Nat. Janice. And you're listening to the Reduce, Reuse, and Repost podcast. Bye. Bye. Okay, three, two. You're dropping so many things. I'm sorry. Okay.